Ellen, will you tell us a bedtime story? Okay, which story would you like to hear? Come on, the the one you always tell. Again? Okay. Well, once there was two podcasts. One with culture, one without. They were assigned to take each other out. But when the time came, the most unexpected thing happened. They fell in love. Somos real Latinos. Hola y bienvenidos a Real Latinos. My name is Ismael and I run Troublemaker Theme Park. This is Ron and he is not your uncle. ¿Qué tal? And Guti is out stealing the trans mooker device. And we are Real Latinos, a podcast covering Latin American movies because nobody else will. Uh, Guti is gone again this week. Uh, but joining us today, we have some lovely, lovely friends. We have Ty, Danny and Ellen over from the Rain Kings podcast. How are y'all? Hey. Doing good. Yeah. ¿Qué pasó? So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, the Rain Kings podcast, who y'all are, uh, patch us into, uh, you know, wh who you guys are. Danny, you want me to take this for you? Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, um, we uh, we are the uh, podcast without culture. We are the the rank kings. Um, we were born from uh, me and Danny arguing all the time, and just turn that into a podcast where we rank a different topic one through ten, um, and then bring on a guest to uh, make that uh, judgment on which list is the best. And starting in twenty twenty four, we are bringing on Ellen Beck permanently the first ever Boom. female ranking in podcasting history i think she's breaking some glass oh, wow. ceilings yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i would make a woman king joke but um i feel like that would be a little cultural appropriation so we're not gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. um, but yeah uh, stepping in to give some much needed um i don't know anything newness anything yeah. perspective perspective <laughs> yeah. uh be a referee, pretty referee. Much. Yeah. yeah i don't know if you i can make them fight in like two seconds flat yeah um, she's the opposite uh, of whoever she's an instigator <laughs> she's a better instigator I, than anybody i've ever met she's I, like that fake break, referee I just say like one thing every wwe match that like acts like they're trying to control the situation but really you oh know, my gosh doesn't. those refs don't work for shit you know yeah like, that's how i do <laughs> <laughs> i think last time i was a guest on rankings um i like purposely wanted to see like how quickly can i can i like say one thing and uh, within seconds they were yeah. screaming at each other it was it was <laughs> fall vibes and it was like our most like contentious like or not contentious it was like our healthiest Least episode we've ever had yeah. in our lives i it hopped on to judge and you guys were like we didn't fight at all and i was like you will. <laughs> <laughs> it makes oh, for good audio, though. Yeah, so. we're going to need that energy today, Ellen. Please get Danny and Ty to, to kill each other. Uh, on Danny, <laughs> Danny's a little hopped up on uh, what cough little, syrup right now. Danny is Very rolling. Up. Some promethazine. Danny, Danny's eyes He's are closed. <laughs> Danny's seeing all those, all those whatever characters floating around him. Thumbs floating around my head right now. Oh man! The Speaking thumb of thumbs. fooglies, 
<laughs> yeah, on the phone. <laughs> Today we're talking about Spy Kids 1 and Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. Uh, so uh, for y'all that are not in the know, we will be spoiling these movies. We're going to be talking about both of them all the way through. Well, not like step by step, but just anything's fair game to talk about. So if you have not watched these movies, please go, go, go. Steal someone's Netflix account and catch it over on Netflix. Um, it's also available to rent on Amazon, iTunes, or whatever you want to uh, rent a movie on. So uh, that's right. Spy Kids 1 and Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. Uh, all right. So let's go, on and go ahead and get into our respective histories with anything to do with Spy Kids. It could be uh, the director, Robert Rodriguez, or it could be anyone in the cast or crew. Um Danny, one who I'm gonna start with you. Do you do you have any any background with Spy Kids or Spy Kids Two? Uh, yeah, I watched the first one a ton as a kid. Um, I didn't think I had seen the second one until uh that little blonde girl started flying in the air like a helicopter with, with her the ponytails. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> and that made me realize I had in fact seen this movie. That, that brought something back. So I have in fact seen both of them. Uh, the first one a whole lot more. This is pure nightmare fuel for my entire childhood. It's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my entire oh life. My, because oh, wow. Really? Whatever, whatever those things, those freaking fugly thing, whatever that, what fugly, are those called? Yeah, the fuglies. The fuglies? Yeah. The fuglies. <laughs> yeah. those, those things and the thumb thumb, those, and the, like, the song that Alan Cumming is singing with, like, the big time Willy Wonka vibes is just the, the scariest. Who, what, when, where, and why? The scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So this is nightmare fuel for me, uh, as as a kid for sure but yeah i saw the first one a ton <laughs> ty are you on the same wavelength yeah this was um actually this was not the first uh rodriguez movie i'd seen i had a friend whose dad always watched desperado like that's the only movie he ever Ooh. watched and it's <laughs> like you know the christmas story where like you've never really seen it fully but you've seen the entire movie that's <laughs> right. kind of like me with desperado um but yeah i watched this a lot it did not scare me i i loved this movie i had all the mcdonald's okay. happy meal toys <laughs> um the spy kids 2 video game on the game boy advance was one of the greatest scrollers of all time and i don't care what anyone Ty, has to say about that language right now <laughs> i i love this movie so much and it's i will always be super extremely biased to a texas director that's just how it's gonna that's be true. Yep. Yes. that's true we got some texans up in here <clears throat> ellen why don't you go ahead and, and, and take us away yeah uh both these movies i feel like i watched a million times as a kid um just like a ton i think it became a lot of my friends and I became quickly aware, like, oh, these were filmed in San Antonio and Austin and grew Oof. up in San Antonio. So we were always like, I don't know. It just, we watched Spy Kids. So it just, like, had an extra af affinity for it. Um, but no, I mean, these were, like, smash hits. I don't know if they actually are, like, huge selling movies, but they I yeah. feel like they were, like, some of the biggest hit like blockbuster kids movies of our childhood was spy kids one and two <laughs> yeah. and i feel like it was always on like i i don't i we did not own it but i watched it a million times so it must have always been on something it made a or crap just ton of money a friend's house was always they had it and we watched it um but yeah i loved these these two movies as a kid 
And I honestly have not seen a single one of the Beyond 1 and 2 sequels. I haven't seen 3, 4, or the Jessica oh, Alba's. You're not really them. missing yeah. much, don't you worry. <laughs> I watched 3 today. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys only asking us to watch 1 and 2, because I'm like, that's that's where it is. That's where it's at. <laughs> I watched 3 today, oh, and it was disappointing. Yeah. I, would but- you say that it's game over, you know? <laughs> like, it- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Spike is 3. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead to, like, I... I'm on. I'm basically on on team team Spy Kids here because I Spy Kids uh, and Spy Kids Two came out when I was like four and five. Um, Are so you those, a baby? I was like, yeah, I was a baby. I was I was primed primed for Spy Kids. Um, I was also really into Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So uh, Robert Rodriguez, you know my mm-hmm. guy. I, I've since seen like his other stuff, like more adult stuff, like Sin City or uh, From Dust Till Dawn and stuff like that. Um, uh, and then my dad to Children, of course. Rips. I mean, <laughs> oh man, oh man! Uh, it's a real Latinos episode. Shout out to uh, Yoli and Ev uh, for covering that movie for us. But oh man, from Dustal Dawn, wild, wild yeah. movie. Danny, you've seen uh, that, right? No, of course not. Ooh, <laughs> stop this. It's yeah, placed in the, the same universe as Spy Kids, doesn't it? Right? It does. So, it does. Yeah. I same mean, cinematic I think universe. all Robert Rodriguez movies do. I mean. Look at it Danny Trejo is Machete. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's just straight up Machete in this movie. Like no, no fooling around. It's just, it's just him. Uh, yeah. Um, but enough of us youngins. We're gonna go over to our resident geriatric Ron. <laughs> Where were you when Spy Kids came out? So I was College. seventeen when the first Spy Kids came out. Oh, so I was prime age. Group. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was not the target audience for that. As uh, was infamously established last year in this show, um, our, our dear friends uh, Kevin McKenzie at Austin Danger Podcast covered the first movie, and so I decided to watch it for the first time. And um, I will will say it just didn't really land for me. Um, <laughs> I did watch it again for this. I don't, you know, we'll find out whether my opinion had changed. Um, I watched the second movie for the first time about two hours ago. Wow. Um, but I did, you know, yeah, uh, Robert Rodriguez, Desperado was on all the time at, at my house. Um, big fan of Sin City when that came out. Uh, and so also I've actually met Antonio Banderas and, um, wow. that was almost really cool because my grandma <laughs> and my uncle took my sister and I to Disneyland when we were kids and Antonio and Melanie Griffith with her, and a baby Dakota, Dakota Johnson? Johnson at the time. Yeah, she was there. She was like five years old. I stood, you know, right in front of Dakota Johnson. Incredible. And we Imagine were like, we went up dad. to him, right? Like, they were super cool. They were almost going to take pictures with us. And then Melanie Griffith's mom, Tippy Hedren, walks over and is what? like, I'm sorry, we're having a family day. <laughs> no. And ushers us away. You met and, Tippy yeah. too? <laughs> yeah, and she was a total a hole to me and my six year old sister. Whatever. So she was tormented by Alfred Hitchcock. She deserved yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Whatever. I didn't know who she was. It was like I don't know who you are. I want Antonio Banderas's autograph. I care about you. So, but uh, but yeah, still yeah. I I I'm you know Antonio Banderas. While not Latino, I think nope. um, is uh, in the same uh, in the same class as like a Lou Diamond Phillips. He's yeah. you know, he's, he's honorary. We you yeah. know. We we Antonio give him a Banderas, lot of respect around here. Yeah, he's very very much mistaken for being Latino. He's actually from Spain, but uh, uh, you know, he was the mask of Zorro, and Zorro, a very classic Mexican. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Antonio <laughs> that also Banderas. came out around this time, yeah. like right around yeah. between the age of like nine and twelve. There was Antonio Banderas between this and him 
being Puss in Boots. I think he was just. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. He was all <laughs> yeah. over my preteen life. Like. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah, he did Interview with the Vampire. He did Desperado. He did this. Um, he did. Uh, yeah, he, he was he was pushing boots, and then um, got a missing one. But like, yeah, he was huge. He was the big. Oh, Zorro. Yeah. yeah, he was like the biggest star in the world for like a long time. And my grandma had a huge crush on him. She was gonna leave her whole family, like you know. But then Tippy Hedren got in the way. So <laughs> yeah. he is like on par with uh, Keanu Reeves. Is just one of the top five yeah. greatest people who have ever lived Antonio Banderas <laughs> I love him he's so great hey, he's been having such a renaissance these past few years or thing working with uh oh with uh, uh Pedro, Pedro Almodovar. Almodovar. yeah mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas we can go ahead and get straight into it actually and my, one of my sure. first points was Antonio Banderas being so hot that he got Carla Gugino to just end her career as a spy and be like no I gotta <laughs> I gotta be with this guy you know man he had a he had a chokehold on everyone yeah um yeah what a guy <laughs> what a freaking guy antonio and um and uh we can go, to, go ahead and talk about that wedding that whole wedding scene uh oh. between uh antonio and carla uh, i know ty you got you got some thoughts you got some thoughts on this wedding first there's not a lot that makes me feel proud to be catholic but that priest <laughs> blessing the couple as black hawk helicopters are flying above him is just one of the greatest things in the world and let's just talk about Greg, Greg, Gregino, Greggy. They said his three, like five different Gregorio. names. Gregorio. They, Gregorio. He had like five different nicknames. Um, <laughs> Hombre, which is literally just man. Oh, yeah. When he walks up at the airport and they're just holding a sign that says Hombre. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the? <laughs> just like, did any not dude catch that when I was a kid. <laughs> his wedding party consisted of the priest who is uh, Guillermo Navarro, who is the cinematographer for Pan's oh, Labyrinth, Kronos. Yeah. Yep um and jackie brown but his best men were mike judge who yes. created king of the yeah. hill with honorary <laughs> texan danny trejo who i will defend till the day i die he's one of my favorite people ever and richard linklater oh <laughs> that was linklater i didn't even linklater notice in yeah, this God. movie multiple yeah. times yeah he's listed as cool spy yeah <laughs> spy yeah, kids. yeah. <laughs> That's what I just want to talk about. Richard Linklater was in this movie as Antonio Banderas's best man. Other <laughs> really good cameos in this movie, yeah. like a wild mm-hmm. amount of very good cameos in this yeah. movie. Yeah. It's kind of insane. And also, like uh, I recently like had my wedding last year, and I know how much it takes to plan a wedding to have uh, matching heart parachutes on oh. hand. That's incredible wedding incredible. planning right there. I yeah. mean, that's just. I mean, yeah, that's that's top tier spy wedding planning. It's it's incredible. What a wedding. What a wedding. But they got those helicopters tied. That I was mean, I mean, it, just like it was as the priest was blessing them as they were going away, I did a little I did a little cross myself. <laughs> it was so good. Oh my god, I did a couple Hail Marys, a couple of our fathers. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I mean this whole this whole movie it just looks so captivating. I mean, like being a spy just in general seems really captivating. It's like being a spy, I think, is like up there on the echelons of like ninjas. Uh, yeah. or like things that kids planes, just want to be planes yeah. flying mm-hmm. in the air. Oh, yeah, man. Robert Rodriguez nailed it too because like he's he's like, hey, we're we're gonna make a spy movie. Spies are inherently cool. We've got to just fully commit and cast two of the hottest people in the entire yeah. world. <laughs> like parents. And he did it, and I love him for it. I like I wanted that like intro to go on for so long, 
Like I wanted that movie also. Who cares about the kids, dude? That's... Give me, give me Carla <laughs> Gino and Antonio yeah. Banderas Who gives being a shit spies about for an hour and a half in a movie called Spy Kids. Seriously, Fuck them kids. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> I would actually love for him to do like a, a prequel yeah. of like yeah. You know, yeah. the full story, but like have it hard R regular Robert R- Rodriguez style. Yeah. Like, Ooh, in God. universe, just like not marketed as a kid's movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. She was not I even don't... 30 when they filmed this. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my so God. Yeah, she was 29. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Banderas and Gugino, both of them, like, if you see pictures of them now, they still look Fine. young. They're still hot. You can still oh make it. God. They're still hot. You can still do the prequel. <laughs> they could just do the prequel and, like, don't even, like, you don't even Who need cares? that much makeup. No like, de-aging technology. You don't have to de the them. You could just yeah. make it regular. It's fine. <laughs> God, that was just, I love his style. Richard Rodriguez's style. And, or Robert, sorry. Robert Rodriguez's style and everything. It's just, like... He is by far not one of my favorite directors, but like, I love directors that just don't give a fuck, that just like don't care and do whatever they want. Like, it's so refreshing. Oh man, he's, I mean, it's because he's like, he's such a rogue filmmaker. He's just like, I'm going to do what I got to do to make my movie. I'm just going to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, My brother uh, gave me his book uh, recently, and it's just, I mean, it's like a diary of him, like, um, the the production notes of Mariachi and like all the things that he went through to make the movie, sell the movie, promote the movie, all those things. Um, and it, the dude just made it with like no money whatsoever. Yeah. It's just it's the incredible. cheapest movie that that's the cheapest movie to ever hit one million dollars grossing. Yep, yep. It's just he also does so much himself too. Yeah, which like he does know, everything. Like, yeah. Um, and I also like, so Sin City is my North star when it comes to Rodriguez. And Mm. like, um, I like how violent his credits are in that because he edited it and he was the cinematographer on it. And so it says it's shot and cut by Robert Rodriguez in in the credits. But like, that's the movie, you know, like (laughs) speaking about he'll, he'll do whatever it takes to make the movie that he wants to do. He bailed on the director's guild because of that movie, because he wanted to make it with Frank Miller because Frank Miller did did the original graphic novels and stuff. And he was like, okay, well, he has to be my co-director. And they're like, no. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just not in the guild anymore. And we're going to make this movie because, you know, that's, oh, I'm not going to not credit Frank Miller. So, you know. There's a reason yeah. why him and Tarantino are friends, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like he's the lesser evil of all of Tarantino's oh, yeah, friends. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean that in like he's the good way. He's definitely the one that I would want to hang with. Yeah. yeah. He's the favorite child. And Eli yeah. Roth is just constantly asking for more attention. Right. (laughs) Although I did love Thanksgiving. I hope that's our new scream. I hope they make ten more. Uh, Thanksgiving was fun. So fun. Such a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, Why don't we go ahead and and talk about basically the cast that we have here? And this could be from either one of the two movies because there's a lot to talk about. Mm. One that we know that we want to talk about big time is Alan Cumming. Um, Alan Cumming as Mr. Floop himself. I mean, truly an inspiration, Alan. Yeah, why don't you yeah. take it away on Alan? Yeah, he, I mean, Alan Cumming is camp, and I don't think there are many actors working who, like, truly can encompass a camp performance the way he can, and, like, fully commit well. and sell it, and still give, like, a big old wink to the audience. He's mm. incredible. Um, I love, I love him in everything, and I think, um, his career has just been incredible. I mean, yeah, I I go back and watch like YouTube like, you know, r- recordings of him in cabaret like all mm. the time. 
He's just so, he's so talented. And for him to show up and do this and like fully commit, it's I love when actors like there's so many self-serious actors out there that like wouldn't do something like this and he fully did and I appreciate Alan coming so much. And every time I see him in interviews, I just I love him a ton. Um and I think this character would not have been able to have been turned around to be like the sympathetic kind of character at the end of the first one and then the guy they call in crisis in the second one <laughs> they for how like goddamn charming he they is also yeah. call him in the third one really <laughs> oh <Yeah>. wow <laughs> oh man the third one i haven't seen the third one I, so I, I remember I, that was like the first movie i saw in theaters where i thought this is not for me and I was like very young. <laughs> I was just like, nah, this is not good. I maybe it's just because there was like that 3D boom, and it just oh, felt like yeah. everything was, oh god, not not great. But he, yeah, Rodriguez did push the technology beyond what it could do a bit yeah. in both of these movies. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I, I try not to knock him for it because. Who no. knew how good it was going to be 10 years later? If this is just- a very <laughs> spicy take for some people, but I think the like the effects here are just as good as like another beloved movie that people have um uh speed racer yes the, the wachowski movie uh everyone always talks about how that movie oh wow so great it looks great looks great but then they dunk on spy kids one and two and shark boy and lava girl and it looks the same and i'm same. like dude what is going on here like wh- like get over it it's like it's a good movie um god it's just uh, god, put yourself back know. in 1998 what would you have done different you know like, right? I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. It's like, it's everyone does it now, but everyone wasn't doing it. I mean, CG was obviously in use, but like Robert Rodriguez and George Lucas were essentially the first two that were like, oh, we're going to use it for everything. And I mean, so yeah, yeah. some people could say, okay, they they blame them for that now, for starting (laughs) that. But like, you know, I think he, he did it for a reason. And even though like the visuals maybe might not have aged that well, like- for its time, yeah, it's really innovative, and like you can tell that he did it so that you know, like the cast and particularly the kids could have fun with what they were doing, and like the kids that were going to see it in the theater yeah, could see me. kids doing stuff that like <laughs> mm-hmm. there would be no possible way to do practically. So you know, it definitely served the the movie. Yeah, and then it it's like, I think it like those kind of graphics just like age well because it it's no longer like oh they're trying really hard to make this look real mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh they're trying really hard to make this just as big and blown out as possible it's just and it, yeah to right. us now yeah. you know oh, man. yeah it's like a cartoon it's it's like a live yeah. action cartoon yeah yeah and i mean also like like especially in the second one in the island lost dreams like it's supposed to be just like crazy wacky like the spider monkey is like one of the things that is like ingrained in my brain forever just like the whole design of it, it looks Slizzard. awesome. You know? Slizzards. Oh, the slizzards. God. We used to call my little brother that. He hated it. He'd walk into a room and go, Slizzard. That's messed up. Oh, man. Ty, the bully of a generation. I mean, truly. We all had an older brother that had a really mean nickname for us. Um, and if he didn't, congrats. I don't know. You had a good they were the older brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, I was. <laughs> freaking run (laughs) but uh yeah i mean i really liked i really liked the way that everything looked um even though like sure i mean like if you were to compare it to the newest bleeding edge cgi of today 
it doesn't look the same, but you know, with what they had back then, they freaking killed it, you know, and I really, really liked it. But I don't think that like the CGI looked really cool, but like the practical stuff looked really nice. And like the fact that they did like intermingle practical stuff was really good. And um, the way that like the filming locations looked was really, really good. I know that uh, Ellen, you have some things to say about uh, the locations that were used here in over in Texas. Yes. So um, some I recognize right away. Um, and some I did look up. It was split between Austin and San Antonio um, and a few other ones that I thought were really funny. Um, but the house that there are, that the that the the Cortezes live at is a residence in Austin um wow. owned by the guy who owns uh the restaurant Oasis which is on uh Lake Travis so if any of you have been it's like a really famous like it's really huge good restaurant it's awesome um and then all of like the water stuff is filmed on Lake Travis um our big Austin lake uh and you can tell it's filmed on the Texas Lake, which is awesome when they dive and you see sharks. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Famously, we have a bunch of sharks on our man-made lakes. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, the, I mean, you, you can see the Texas Hill Country like all over like the edge of the lake, and it's just so funny. I don't know where there's you know they're supposed to be, um, but and then in the first one when they they're um, in that park, which is supposed to be in Chile. That's Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. And <laughs> I've been there a ton. Um, <laughs> and there's like, there's supposed to be in Chile, which I never caught onto as a kid, despite Ooh. the fact that it cuts over to a, a little kid who says in Spanish, like a joke about his flying shoes. But that went over my head because yeah. I was like, yeah, there's kids in downtown San Antonio only speaking Spanish. So like, exactly what I thought. I was just like, yeah. this is in they're Texas. In yeah, kids the speak Spanish too, in Texas. Totally in Spanish. It's yeah. like, you know, it is. It is what it is. I thought the city name was really funny too. San Diablo, which translates to Saint Devil. Oh, yeah, God. Saint Devil. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a couple notable ones that I caught on, uh, I even noticed as a kid, is the OSS Junior headquarters in Spy Kids Ooh. 2 is the uh, San Antonio Public Library in downtown San Antonio. Oh, wow. Um, and it's like you can't miss it when you drive past it because it looks they didn't change a thing about the exterior or like mainly the interior when they're walking around and it's like the big yellow interior Mm. of the OSS junior headquarters. That's, that's the real library. Um, In my notes, I had OSS junior offices look incredible. Yeah. I didn't know that was real. Like, yeah, it's designed by a famous uh, Mexican architect um, that the city um worked with to design the public library in downtown san antonio um yeah give it a google it's pretty cool um i did think it was really funny though that um the the theme park in the second one is filmed at six flags arlington here up Mm -hmm. in dallas and there is a six flags in san antonio but it is so trash that they were like (laughs) we have to go to the other six flags five hours away because the (laughs) one right here sucks and i can attest to that the six flags in san antonio is trash and (laughs) one in arlington's not bad (laughs) how have we not gotten a spy kids theme park like Oh my god. Because every single one of those rides would not pass any sort oh, of you know, oh One of them was a machine tossing loose balls full <laughs> yeah, of people. That, what are you talking like, about? The Troublemaker I, theme park was amazing. I, I, I want to I want a Spy Kids theme park and I would be like a Spy Kids theme park adult and I'd just go to Machete's workshop <laughs> every single day. 
<laughs> oh my god the only yeah. thing to eat there would be like mcdonald's because mcdonald's is like the heavily the, sponsored heavily sponsored no. in both movies spy yeah, kids had the best mcdonald's toys they oh were awesome god. they had this little like like headband that you'd clip on your head like it had one earphone and you just click a button and like shoot a nerf dart at people amazing <laughs> Uh, but then last location I want to mention is the Island of Dreams uh, is, or sorry, Island of Lost Dreams. Is that the correct uh, term? I think so, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a, Island of Lost it, Dreams, yeah. Yeah, it is Big Bend National Park in West Texas, um, where yeah. I've gone camping a ton as a wow. kid and have been to a few of the like locations and like the rock that he points out that looks like a hot dog been yeah. there. Um, the, a lot of, or just, I don't a lot of the locations that are like actually part of the island are like famous parts of uh big Bend national park and um yeah so if anyone and it's one of the least visited national parks it's gorgeous it's, awesome. it's a bit deserty it's very mountainous it's really cool there's a ton of like primitive park uh primitive camping out there if you want to like really go like away from it all i it's the coolest place um and then also any of the beach scenes, they went down to Costa Rica because the Texas coast is absolute trash. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah it's it's bad. It's <laughs> they were either Lake Travis shoreline or all the way down to Costa Rica because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that's my big shout out is just recognizing places like left and right. Um, I mean, the island of Lost Dreams. What a beautiful place to to shoot at because i remember like watching the movie when i was younger and just thinking like all, all of this looks really nice and like it might be just because there's a bunch of monsters running around but um still yeah. like i just thought it looked so beautiful like you can tell where they've cg where they kind of like you know cgi'd in some more greenery because it's quite the desert uh park mm. and obviously there's no pyramids there but you knew that uh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, I love Big Bend. It's like such a huge part of my childhood. We went camping there every year. So it. Did you find Steve Buscemi there while you were there? Because did, this did guy. Not find Steve Buscemi there. <laughs> this but guy. A friend of mine. Her mom is close personal friends with Steve Buscemi. If you ask her, oh. she will say. Um, although we all know that she was catfished by a man for a long time, claiming to be <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> but she still believes. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Personal friendship. <laughs> oh. oh, it's one of yeah, it was one of my absolute favorite things that's ever happened to me. Uh, my husband and our friends, we were watching Armageddon. Shout out to Austin Danger Pod. They just covered yeah. it, and we um, we had all taken a few edibles beforehand, and we're all just sitting there in the middle of the movie. She turns to us and she goes, "Oh yeah, my mom was catfished by a guy claiming to be C.G. Shemi, and they talked for like years." And we all just went what <laughs> what a choice to like had to pause the movie had to text her mom like, <laughs> who am I, like i'm more interested in this person catfishing people as steve Buscemi because like Wait. i want to know his thought know. process on getting to like i'm going to choose a very uh -huh. distinctive person to, to, to catfish people yeah. <laughs> nothing came Not out of it other than her mom like telling him how much she loves his performances and then <laughs> <laughs> just plays what? along it's with actually it. him it's actually him and he just like really really needs validation yeah everyone <laughs> else has just like lost all belief from but this Steve random middle-aged woman in Plano yeah. like what 
but... I wanted one of those zoos, those little mini zoos, so bad when I was growing up. Oh my god! Mm. I mean, yeah, the idea cool. that Steve Buscemi has in this movie to make like miniature zoos for kids to have—incredible, incredible idea! Like oh uh, he'd be a millionaire. Like, why is Elon Musk buying Twitter? Like, make yeah. mini zoos. I will buy a mini zoo. <laughs> Yeah, I, I speak on behalf of horse girls everywhere. This would have changed my life. <laughs> Ellen would have an entire house full of little rat-sized horses. <laughs> rat-sized horses. I'd have been a really happy kid, you know? Things could have been different yeah. for me. Kid? You'd have one now. You're almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> I would still. A whole herd. Everywhere I go. It... I mean, Steve Buscemi, he does a great job with this movie. Um, obviously has the iconic line. Do you think God stays oh in heaven God. because he too lives in fear of what he's created here on earth? Yeah. I did not I mean, know that came from this movie. What I, I, I like not seen a drop in Spy Kids 2. I've seen and dreams. said that line so many times and knew Steve Buscemi did not know this from fucking Spy Kids 2, the no. island of lost dreams. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Truly one of like, like one of no joke. lines of any movie. Yeah. Incredible, Ron. Any thoughts on Steve Buscemi and this line delivery? <laughs> I mean, I so I knew that it was from a Spy Kids movie. After a, like when I started seeing the meme, I was like, "What is this?" Like I thought it was like like Cronenberg or something. Um, I, I did eventually figure out that it was from Spy Kids, but still, like seeing it in its context i don't i don't know if it makes more sense or if it just perplexes me even more um <laughs> because yeah it is it is out of place but at the same time like it's it's kind of like on brand with how off the wall everything else in this movie is yeah so like and how hard yeah. the adults in the room are committing like yes. absolute <laughs> yeah. commitment it's my favorite thing yeah. about these series is how into it the adults are in yeah, another universe, yeah, I, this is like the American Harry Potter, and we get like ten movies where we have the greatest American actors. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Yeah. Like you get Denzel yeah. and like Spy Kids Five. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I, I think when when I think it was when Ellen was talking about Alan Cumming, but like um, about how, just how he commits to it, you mm -hmm. know. And mm -hmm. and I, Alan Cumming's one of my favorite actors. Everything, you know. I'm a huge X Men guy, and him as oh. Nightcrawler is fantastic. Oh, so, Nightcrawler! Like, I love him like Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. so wait, don't get. We can talk about Josie and the Pussycats for hours don't yeah. even get me started so, i almost ordered I, the vinyl yeah. set yesterday it was on nice. sale for the holiday yes yes fantastic soundtrack but anyway um but yeah like i i love him like and there are so many like a-list actors in this and yeah they could just be pat you know cashing a paycheck and they could be phoning it in and like especially for something like this like kids don't care kids don't care how committed they are to, to their roles and stuff but i i was really impressed with how much you know even antonio banderas and carla uh, gugino and her parents um, yeah. You know, yeah like ricardo montalban yeah i not believe it <laughs> yeah and like there i gotta admit okay there were a couple points in in watching these particularly in the second one when like they're talking like they're at some like hearing or something like that talking about you know like the the spy kids program and like now this kid is like the highest spy or whatever it was like i and i just i like i I was like, God, this is so stupid. But it is silly. I will say, as an adult watching back a whole bunch of like little children and yeah. like th them fighting, I thought, Oh God, this is silly and bad, and it's yeah. a little cringy. But then I think about when I watched this as a kid, 
I loved that. Oh, I was like, I loved get it me so in much. there. I want to be one of them. And I was like, so, I mean, it's a movie for kids. And like, you know, it had the intended effect on the intended audience for sure. And the adults taking it seriously. It's it's kind of like Michael Caine in, in Muppet Christmas Carol, right? Like, yeah. mm. you know, Oscar he's taking it seriously. Yeah. Yes. And so same thing here. Like all the adults are taking what they're doing seriously for the sake of the kids and it makes it work. Yeah, I don't think this movie works without that happening because if you had like the parents or like any all of the adults just like kind of like winking at the camera, like Ryan Reynolds being like, like "Can you believe what's happening here?" You know, like yeah. it just be Tony Shalhoub. Fall fl- oh, yeah. Tony Shalhoub, incredible mm. performance. Yeah. Him saying acting like, completely straight with all that crap on his head, yes, like, foreheads, yeah. <laughs> incredible, dude. Like when he like this is like not even a joke. When he answers the phone and he goes, "Bueno," I was like. <laughs> Is this the best representation I ever had in my life by the time I was five years old? Like, no other movie did that. And Robert no Rodriguez one. had Tony yeah. Shalhoub answering the phone. <laughs> bueno. Oh, bueno. man. I, it's just incredible. Incredible stuff. Tony Shalhoub. What a guy. Hey, oh, uh, spoiler alert. Tony Shalhoub also shows up in the third Spy Kids movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are we going to need to get Ty to do a special solo pod just, of just Spike It's 3D <laughs> game over? Just watch the last like five minutes because you get every, every like character that comes in for the last five minutes. Isn't Sylvester Stallone in that one? If Sylvester I'm, Stallone is in that one. Yeah. Oh, man. What a. Oh, God. <laughs> I got to check that one out. Um, uh, but yeah, the I, I'd have to say that the, the villains in in these movies are also just portrayed really well. Like I want to punch Gary Giggles in the face so bad. Mm-hmm. And whenever they're like True. stuck in camel poop and uh, Emily Osment just yells out camel poop. It's, it's great. It's great. Someone's going to pay. And the fact that <laughs> it's on them the rest of the movie. They were yeah, literally not in the ocean at one go, point. Let's just I know. wash this off. No, they, they were inches crusty. from the ocean and they didn't think <laughs> to they wash the shit off of them. They were in the ocean. And they didn't think to just wash the shit off of them. They were in it for the whole movie. Hey, but you don't get that great comic timing of that CGI lizard fainting when they smell the kids. I mean, that's true. Oh, yeah. Very no, true. yeah, I get it. Even like they when they were in the ocean, they got like kicked up on shore by the lizard. Hilarious. I get it. Maybe go back in and like wash yourself. You you're literally covered you in spend shit. 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah, these villains, incredible villains. How um, about Robert Patrick? In the oh, first one. Mr. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Mr. you see at the, at the end where she says, "Take a seat, Mr. Lisp," and he, he says, "It's Lisp." It's the best joke in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that the T one thousand is uh, being accosted by a bunch of android children. Yeah, and and that's the look of glee on all those extras' faces, like when they're just like mobbing this dude. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. And then you get Terry Hatcher taking a jet fuel engine to the face yeah. and being perfectly oh, gassy. She, she, she got home alone and it was awesome. That yeah. was an incredible scene. I could not believe she just got hit. <laughs> like, she'd be decapitated easily. And then if that wasn't enough, they burned her face. <laughs> yeah, That was a home alone ass scene. She should be dead. Bad hair day. Like, that's like Junie, like, Junie sees this girl getting her face burned by a jetpack. Bad hair day and just runs yeah. off. <laughs> 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 oh, 
His little ward ass Really, hands. Judy? You just murdered a woman. What are you, talking, what are you getting? Yeah. All you need for a successful children's film is violence against adults. That's you know that's really all it, all it yeah. takes. Yeah, and it works. So. It totally mm-hmm. works. Oh, and a stand-in for a cuss. Did any of you guys and your friends yeah. use shiitake mushrooms oh, and yeah. some shit in front of shiitake adults and be like, was, I didn't yeah. say it. The most iconic thing to come from this film series, for sure. Yeah. I said it in those front of She took a long yeah. pause in the second <laughs> one, too, second. between those syllables. Oh, yeah. yeah. They really I said it in front of my grandma, and she made me put a bar soap in my mouth for five minutes <laughs> Same. Same. i was gonna say like when that like i bet that didn't fly for a lot of parents in theaters in 2002 yeah. like absolutely there not. were probably a lot of really angry yeah. grown-ups in i did it at karate class and had to do wall sits it was, really oh. <laughs> it was like the first time i realized i'm like oh i can cuss if i like turn it into another word like that's like <laughs> that was a huge realization it for me was- huge for us in our yeah our catholic households we're like i didn't say it like running out of the room (laughs) (laughs) and spy kids the gift that keeps giving it is Uh, and one of the gifts that it gave us is also the performance by alexa vega or alexa peña vega um Mm. she's incredible in these movies like i i I mean also full disclosure she's like the only latina in the like the main cast like out of the whole family she's the only one (laughs) which is crazy um but like alexa vega she does an incredible incredible job with every scene she's in i feel like the first movie is mainly hers and the second one is more uh junies um Mm -hmm. uh what's this fool's name daryl savara um like but alexa is just incredible in this movie um i mean i think we can all agree as you know (laughs) movies about kids can live or die by by a bad or a good kid performance mm -hmm. and you just don't know what you're gonna get unless they like do a really great you know thorough casting um yeah she is so great and i really enjoyed watching back how minimal her styling is and i know like she actually looks like a little kid if that were made today she'd be wearing a full face of makeup she'd have her hair all blown out and they'd have her in like fancy like you know and it, it would it wouldn't look real the same way that you know uh it seems so disconnected, but it made me think of like when I went and saw Thor Love and Thunder, the third one, all I thought was like, why is Natalie Portman's hair in like perfect barrel curls, curls this whole time? She's supposed to be like fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like t- so I'm like, I, I really appreciate how like her hair is natural. They didn't put any makeup on this child. And because she's you know, a kid, <laughs> add that, add that to the fact that she's like, you know really carrying this movie it's it's really i really appreciate it the second one still the same except you know you can't discount the influence of britney spears at that time and they made this little girl show midriff and i was like oh god now i roll my eyes at it but as a kid i was like i want to dress like that um (laughs) that concert scene in the credits i mean i was gonna say yeah music video yeah so at the paramount theater in downtown austin (laughs) (laughs) been there too yeah (laughs) it it Uh, is uh so there's like a story of robert rodriguez i guess he took some of the cast to the opening of mission impossible 2 and he told alexa vega like after the movie you're gonna be bigger than tom cruise Wow. Which, to be fair, Robert Rodriguez did not know about Top Gun Maverick yet. He did not know the greatest oh, movie of all time would be made yet. Poor but, Alexa Vega. Yeah. Uh, I looked her up on Instagram after this movie to see what she's been up to. She's selling like essential oils now. So oh, he was wrong. Yeah. Well, she's got that little giant's money. 
that little giant's money goes a long way. As Priscilla, <laughs> she was a little giant. Yeah, she was one of the O'Shea sisters. Yeah, she was like the the, no young, the little baby cheerleader. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she's she's set, dude. She was in Sleepover, which was a seminal middle school flick when I was in middle school. So nice. She was also in Twister. I don't know who she was in Twister. Probably a really? baby. <laughs> Maybe she'll come back and be in Twisters with Glenn Powell. So. Oh my Cow- gosh! Oh please. She was Joe Harding, age six, in Twister. Good. Oh, she was Baby Ellen Hunt. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, yeah. They look identical. <laughs> <laughs> she could have done long yeah, hair I as said. a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, so, okay, I was going to ask you guys, because um, the first time that I watched this, my wife and I watched it, she had seen it a couple of times. I had never seen it. Um, and I, I was with Carmen, Junie, I kept wanting to die a horrible oh death. Oh my god. Um, Jun- I, in my notes, I, I have Junie is such a tool. Like, I hate this kid. He is okay. eight years old. He's eight years old. <laughs> so, okay. poor, poor kid yeah. had to act with uh, band aids wrapped around every finger. Yeah, yeah he had warts. <laughs> okay, which, I, by the way, like growing up around a lot of Latin families, they don't put wart medicine on warts. They have all these like like yeah. plans or whatever that have been passed out generation to generation many yeah. different yeah. things to use no wart medicine no such thing <laughs> so like you guys all watched this when you were kids like were you more like on Carmen's side or were you more on Junie's side because I did realize like okay like I've got a bunch of younger siblings so that's probably why I identify with Carmen more and finding Junie really irritating but my wife on the other hand like really likes Junie and she's like Carmen just bosses him around all the time yeah I had a lot she's of a younger sister so. yeah I had a I, lot of sympathy for Junie as the younger sibling that was constantly getting shit on and told you're you suck you ruin everything um <laughs> I, I never I never ever had a problem with Junie even though I am an older sibling but I was team Carmen I just had a huge crush on her same. I mean, like massive. Crush I was, on not, her I was nine when this came out, and I was fully in love with Carmen. So yeah, that's all I really cared about. <laughs> also, the most accurate depiction of siblings in a movie ever. Like, yeah, they yeah. fight the whole time, and then they they kind of make up for it, but they don't really talk Gosh. about it. No, yeah, not yeah. once, yeah, yeah, yeah. not once. Yeah. yeah, and they team up on anybody else. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Always there for each other's backs, but whenever you know, whenever it's just them two, they just picker and it's it's very yeah. true very true to, to reality diaper um, lady diaper. <laughs> oh my god what a twist I by the way something like that on my brother oh you know he had that just lock stock and barrel <laughs> in his pocket he was waiting to use it just <laughs> oh uh, but i mean yeah i think i think they do such a great job with like the kid actors i mean yeah i i was i'm the youngest of three and um i think when i was younger i really liked junie and now i'm just like oh gosh junie get out of my face i really did not like <laughs> i really did not like Junie. he's just like messing about the entire time but also like 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 Tyson, he's like eight he's a kid you know yeah. like there's yeah. buttons i'm gonna push the buttons you know like um so yeah. i get it you know so like, it's it's just uh I did like it more in the second movie. In the second movie, like Carmen kind of irritated me with the whole like you know like puppy love kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, like, dude, come on, we got a job. To yeah, do. we got a job. She literally... say my favorite she... moment in both movies is when she punches that kid in the face. So. Yeah, but she literally says like I can fix him, and I went, oh girl. Oh yeah, yeah when she said I can fix him, I could not believe that <laughs> is a canon event for every young girl. <laughs> 
to be fair with Junie, as someone who works at a summer camp with kids, they do. If you put handcuffs anywhere, they're gonna put it on themselves without thinking yeah. about it. Like it's like they're gonna press everybody. Handcuffs if, at summer camp. No, I mean obviously we don't have handcuffs, but like oh, that situation, like, like, like that's wild. Yeah. They're gonna do something without thinking about it. The policing yeah. merit badge ties the. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, but yeah, I think I think the the kids do really do a great job, and I mean I, I know it's called Spy Kids, and you know the leads are kids, um, but as Ellen said, like this movie could like be destroyed based on the kid performances, and they're all really really great, and um, it also informs like the type of tone that we're going to be having. You know, uh, I know Rotten want to talk about this, but like this is a movie for kids. And so, like, why would you try so hard? Like, I know that now there's, like, kids' movies where there's, like, jokes for adults. Um, but this movie is just, like, straight up for kids, unapologetically for kids. You know what I mean? Like, down to the McDonald's commercials <laughs> that are inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that when I saw that lunchbox, uh, that McDonald's lunchbox, I thought, I need McDonald's today, right now. Um, but... uh yeah, it worked. It worked. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the the tone and like the target audience for for these movies. Ron, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Okay, so um, again, I was not into it the first time that I watched it because I'm not target audience for it. <laughs> I a year later, I allowed it a, a bit more grace, mm-hmm. and I tried to put my you know every time I had a moment, I was like God, why am I watching this? <laughs> um, I also had to put myself in like if I were eight. This would be the most baller thing I've ever seen. The most incredible thing um, ever. <laughs> but and props to adults for making this movie and hitting the right yeah, chord for children. Right. Like that's so hard to do. To Without sounding like mindset. hello fellow kids, you know what I mean? Another yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially a guy yeah. like Robert Rodriguez who like, you know, made like Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I was going to say though is like it is obviously unabashedly for kids. For most of it, um, but particularly in the first one, some of the stuff between Antonio Banderas and Carlo Giugino is is a little steamier than you would expect for a Hot. PG movie for for children. That, I was, I, that music I was cue, blushing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was it was a little like, what's going on here, Robert? What's, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> when they had that fight in the second one, and she just blurts out, "Do that move I showed you last night." Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. Like even in Disney movies, like there's, you know, there'll be like a line or a wink or whatever for the adults. But you know, yeah, I was, you know, I was a little taken aback by how uh, sensual some of the stuff between them were in this children's <laughs> film. Those two can't help it. They're just yeah, on you, you can't I, cast you know, both like, of those. Yeah. Not, those uh, people would not do that. <laughs> it they is didn't like even know the cameras were rolling. You know, they it just happened. <laughs> it's amazing how like four kids this was and like. Kids were obsessed with this. I'm surprised that mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez never got a chance at like a Disney, a Disney film or our Pixar. He did. He did. Mandalorian. Oh, oh I meant like yeah. a, I meant like a kids like yeah, Disney. Yeah, I know. I know. You know what what it could have been offered to him, and I wouldn't have put it past him for turning it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. knowing yeah, him, I, you know. It wouldn't surprise me if they did but like you know it's disney so these are the rules you have to play by and it's obvious that robert rodriguez doesn't like to play by any by rules, rules so <laughs> at all yeah. or less of star wars yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I like ultimately i think uh he really knocks it out of the park in terms of like how this 
kids movie is actually a kids movie. Like I know that when um uh Pixar when when they had Soul come out, Soul is like not even that much of a kids movie at that point. That's just an adult movie. You know, like it's, yeah. it's I feel like for the past ups. five or six Pixar movies have just been about like existential dread. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's a five year old gonna like connect to with that? You know, like no way. Five year olds want to be spies going around in like submarines. Like it just uh it's just yeah. Uh, Robert really truly he knows what the kids want and he just he just fed it to us. And yeah. Uh, yeah. The submarine saying now flushing your poop hilarious, hilarious. when to I was this a kid. Day, still funny. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Laughed out loud at the age of ten at that little <laughs> robot voice saying poop. I mean poop. Incredible. Yeah, just poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in the sequel, now picking your booger. Incredible. Oh, now picking your booger. Ten. What a beautiful line. What yeah. a line. Uh, I'll admit that that got me. Like that got a chuckle out of me. <laughs> It, it, uh, it's insane that toilet just sticks out there's no <laughs> cover there it's like a prison toilet it just, is. <laughs> he just pooped in an open room like six feet behind his sister it's yeah so and it's a small sub y'all there's I mean, what no are you gonna do man? you can't you roll do? down the window no way she slept through that dude no way besides like if she's like like using a diaper overnight you know she's pooping too yeah, <laughs> like she, diaper, she's doing classic it right a long diaper time lady yeah yep. <laughs> poor thing yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so uh since this is a spy movie let's talk about the spy gadgets so uh every every episode over on the ring kings podcast uh can you tell us a little bit about what the uh uh wh- what's the ah, blah, blah, blah. What's the show? <laughs> What's the show for, for rankings? And the, to show them what we're going to be doing right now. Like, basically, with the rules. Yeah, so um, I assume y'all both have a list. Yep. You're going to start from the bottom, alternate between each list, and then me, Danny, and Ellen are going to pick a winner, and it'll be American Idol rules. Like, whoever gets the majority gets the win. Oof. Here we go. So there's list A and there's list B. List A's number three are rocket boots. List mm. B's number three is the automatic tent and automatic campfire. Mm. List A number two is the elastic wonder. Okay. List B number two is the McDonald's lunchbox. And then list A number one is Ralph. And list oh. B number one is also Ralph. Ooh. Ralph uh, <laughs> topping the list uh, for, for both list A and list B. So, uh, why don't you go, y'all go ahead and, and deliberate? Ralph also okay, makes I'm a cameo in Spy Kids 3. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph and the Spider Monkey, they do a, like a oh, hands in thing, at the, they do a hands oh, in thing friends. at the end of the movie, and then like they all raise their hand, and the Spider Monkey and the and Ralph like go up into the screen because it's like a 3D movie. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cute. Did you watch it with 3D glasses? Uh, no, I did not. I don't know. Um, so, you, you didn't watch half a movie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I've got a winner already, immediately. This, I don't even have to think about this. This well, is a blowout, in my opinion. This one doesn't have the food rehydrator, which is the best. Which is the best gadget yeah, in there. So, I mean, it made a full turkey dinner in like three seconds. Yeah, also, she literally threw in base what looked like a popcorn bag, and then half a second later got a big mac meal from mcdonald's also it was no, the most like picturesque big mac meal i've ever seen in my life 
<laughs> I, I know you had rocket boots on here but jetpacks like they're like fighter jets they just look cool no matter what movie mm. they're in yeah the i love a good jetpack like jetpacks from the first one were really cool oh man um danny do you want to yeah, yeah my... i think we have a consensus uh i will say there is like i do really love the elastic wonder just for like story-wise and how sweet and awesome it is when they're like down and out and that's what all they've got and they get creative um it's fucking but, rubber band uh, it's a rubber band i'm not it's that's <laughs> yeah. not number two are you crazy the the winners list b the winner is list b yeah, list a list put b. a rubber band at list number B's two the all the me. cool shit in these movies list b put or list a put a rubber band at number two that's not auto tent is go. so cool yeah. Ron, that's insane you put a rubber band at number two of all the cool shit in this it movie it's a rubber band it's a rubber band that's insane that's not really a gadget they could have just stole a scrunchie from gig- the Giggles Girl and used it for if the Danny same Tre- trick. Like, the Giggles Girl has tells like me the... it's special. It's special. Giggles Girl is the scrunchie. Danny Trejo gave him a jet. Yeah, Pick he the gave jet them all that Danny of the Trejo other gave him. If that's your criteria, is that Danny Trejo gave it to him? You could have picked the electric uh, chewing gum that they used thirty six times in the that first movie. Cool. It's, yeah. It literally saved the day in every situation in the first movie, and you picked the rubber band. That's insane. Oh my! It was real sparkly. I will say one of my favorites, only for like one of my favorite lines, is the um. The wristwatch and spy kids too. <laughs> oh, because uh, he he goes. Uh, she goes. How long have we been falling? He goes. I don't know. My watch doesn't tell time. <laughs> That's very good. Bringing that back up is a very good as a return. Oh, as a recording. So good. I love the. I love how far nanotechnology has come in movies. Because like now we have like Iron Man just pressing a button and a full yeah. suit forming around him, uh, and this dude is like, "Yeah, it's the new uh, nanotech," and it's just like thirteen massive things all up. He looks like <laughs> one of those guys on Times Square like selling watches on his arm. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote this down because uh, the fake assignment that they send Gary and Gertie on is S E I K J U nine, which is psych junie (laughs) (laughs) which felt very of the time to say psych uh i i i'm feeling real real high on life right now because i have one the the ring it wasn't even close it wasn't even close honestly you didn't put a rubber band wonder Ah. oh man man you won the last time we were on rankings i know i know it's almost like i have great taste for everything (laughs) (laughs) it's just the way that it goes you know and uh i'm honestly appalled that y'all have not talked about like much about the auto tents and like the auto campfire how incredible is it so cool. that you could just throw a freaking ball in the, the ground and immediately you have a whole like you have a whole a living dream. space desks uh freaking any anything that you need it's right there yeah incredible that yeah. is not camping it was, that is it was a harry yeah, potter i'm one of those psychopaths awesome. that like to set up the campsite oh hard pass oh. like i like to build the hard fire pass. i like to do all yeah. that stuff no, and i'm more of a i'm kind of i'm kind of with time yeah. like i, I yeah oh i like to do all that it stuff. if i could press a button it awesome. makes my masculine side feel better i, yeah. I know it does <laughs> I, i'm a toe behind when a camper that has an air conditioner when i go camping kind of guy so i'm t- i'm not we're not the same when i build I a perfect camp, fire i'm like yeah i could survive in the wild west easily I'm all about the fire, but yeah, the rest of that, that's 
I let my yeah. husband do all of that. Um, <laughs> I'm, sleep, I'm sleeping on a bed with an a air kid. conditioner, but like I like to step outside into the nature. I don't want to sleep in it though. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I don't mind that. I, I, I don't know. No, I grew up going camping a lot, and I was yeah. a Girl Scout for a long no, time. There are bugs and stuff outside. I don't want that. No thanks. I mean, I'm. I used to be a Boy Scout, and uh, I actually made it to Eagle Scout. Hard flex, but you know uh, that is a flex. Yeah, like congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. But like the <laughs> be, like being outside and all that stuff, it's great. I love it. But having a gadget that just automatically makes it for you, Oof. come Saves on, you so much time. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. That's just that's just lack of efficiency. Ty wanting to mm. do all that. Come on. I just feel <laughs> I feel more alive. It's like when I open the hood of my car and I immediately know what's wrong. I'm like, I am a man today. <laughs> <laughs> I might have cried watching Barbie yesterday, but I built a fire. <laughs> but today. today... <laughs> but bringing it back, everybody go take a Thank road you. trip to Big Bend National Park and go camping. Yes. And go with your McDonald's lunchbox because it's yeah. just uh, you know, a Big Mac comes out of nowhere, you know, with all the sauces, uh, large fries, and a drink. That's why I didn't choose a rehydrator. That microwave with all those packs, it just makes hot food, which is great, you know? But you're going to need a drink on the side. And that's why I chose the McDonald's lunchbox. And you're telling me that rehydrator couldn't make me like a chicken salad sandwich. You're lying you, to me. No. It couldn't get you a McDonald's Diet Coke. It couldn't get you the Coke, man. There's no way it's going to get you any cold drink. You know what I'm saying? Well, did you not see the fully stocked fridge that all you have to do is open no, it No, man. We're talking it? about the gadgets. I, <laughs> I'm not going to put a fridge on Diet my gadgets. Coke. McDonald's Coke is different. <laughs> it is. It is. That's true. McDonald's Sprite. Oof, my God! That Different. we didn't talk about the houses, but that safe house and the Cortez family home. Oh my God. man, the Cortez family home, especially. I just think it looks gorgeous, yeah. and um, I mean, Carla Gugino with her makeup keyboard, incredible. That, that has cool. been stuck in my mind forever. I don't know why, but her like tick, like click clacking away on her on her makeup, incredible. Very cool. And then they like you know hacked the Pentagon, <laughs> just just like that. <laughs> I would I would take out my mom's like makeup stuff and act like I was typing on a keyboard. She gets so pissed. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I would just like leave it there too. I'd I'd just go away and it would all be out. God, God bless your mom. A little yeah, terror. I know. Yep. Five I boys. Mean, I don't have Ty. God. <laughs> Five boys. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh That's her own damn fault then. That's, that's <laughs> Damn, Ellen victim blaming over here. Good lord. <laughs> she did not have to have that many kids. No one does. Yes, we're Irish Catholic, Ellen. There's no choice in it. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. But uh, overall, I feel like, I mean, I, we'll go into our final thoughts and our ratings for each one of these movies, but I feel like we're all going to kind of kind of feeling a little bit positive here. So, um, Danny, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your final thoughts and your ratings for Spy Kids and Spy Kids 2? Yeah, they're really fun. Lots of lots of nostalgia for the first one, a little less nostalgia for the second. Um, but uh, I, I think I did a good job when watching these of watching these through the lens of uh, like as a child and like how I would have would have watched it as the intended audience. So 
Spy Kids, three stars. Spy Kids, the Island of Lost Dreams, two and a half stars. Oh, man. Uh, What? Oh, God. (laughs) Two and a half? It's like, is that bad? (laughs) I mean, your lead up was so misleading. (laughs) Absolutely. I could not believe it. Like, I really enjoyed this. I watched this through the eyes of a kid. I felt very nostalgic. I don't think those are bad ratings. This movie sucked. (laughs) I don't think that's bad. That's fine. Two and a half is fine. movies however you want to rate movies, Dan. No, two and, half, two and a half is like, fine. Danny has a very different like lens when it comes to Letterbox because two and a half li- literally falls in the middle of the scale. He yeah. thinks that like that it's, fine. it's good, but like th- those of us, the rest of us are like three stars means like that's it was fine. Bare, yeah, yeah, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. <laughs> three means there's, there's three no means, rules. There's no rules, Danny. Three okay. means yeah. pretty good. Two and a half means fine. You animals. No, three is three is a bare minimum for a good movie. Everybody has. A, yeah. You made that up yourself, Ty. And I'm there's, always right. There's Danny. no hard and fast subs- rules, you psycho. I'm subscribing to Ty's mentality here. I'm so sorry, Danny. <laughs> If That's you want more fine. of this content, subscribe to Rank Rank Don't Kings worry, you listen to podcast. Nobody wants more of this content. It sucks. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go with the, I know why this is good. It was it just wasn't for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Danny, why don't you want to do We Should Watch a Movie anymore? I fucking wonder why I don't want to watch talk movies with you dickheads anymore. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Oh man, Ty, we missed our opportunity when he said that they were scary for us to say, don't worry, Danny, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he thought that dogs were actually getting killed in the thing? In the thing. <laughs> oh man, Danny, poor guy. <laughs> poor, poor guy. I hate podcasting. I love, yeah, just kick him while he's down. He's over there sick. I just, just want to go on to bed meds. so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's put Danny out of his misery. Let's go on over to you know Ty. What's up? Yeah, we're, we just went through all this bullshit. Ty's going to be like, oh, three and a half stars. As if it's like a, a world of difference. I mean, you got to admit, see. three and a half from two and a half, it's a big difference. That's a whole ass star. It's a huge difference. Huge. <laughs> Especially when you make ranked lists, yeah. <laughs> oh, Danny, so sorry, my guy. <laughs> oh man, let's go over to Ty. Ty, why don't you go to give yeah. us your final thoughts and your ratings? Uh, I'll give I'll give uh, my ratings uh, for the second one first. Um, it was really good. I don't have the same nostalgia for that one as I do the first Spy Kids. Um, I have more nostalgia when I play the video game. I mean, I'm telling y'all, mm. if, if y'all have a Game Boy Advance and you can find the Spy Kids 2 Island Lost Dreams video game, it's so fun. Um, I'm going to give that one three stars. Mm. Three um, stars is good. It was right, fun. Danny? But <laughs> but it is we're in December. We're in the season of nostalgia, the season of family, the season of coming together and enjoying yeah, maybe they might be crappy movies on paper, but we love them no matter what. And when Danny Trejo cries, I cry. Oh. Spy Kids is a five star movie. Oh my Whoa. goodness gracious. Yes. Five freaking star. Danny, didn't you say that Suck he was gonna it, give it three and a half? <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna be until I said that, and then he decided to spite me. <laughs> oh god! Five stars for it doesn't spike matter it. what podcast he's on. Danny gets bullied. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it doesn't that, even have to be. That's on, what bringing you know, Ellen on board full time does, dude. It brings out the worst in Ty. Yeah, it does. Ellen idea. makes me on... choose chaos. <laughs> Danny, it was your idea to bring me on full time. Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, let's go. I did. I did spend a yeah. lot of time emotionally, really bullying them, being like, um, "Stop! Stop asking if we want to do another podcast just to dump me all over again." Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Have the rug yeah, pulled El- underneath me, like it's from these guys. Ellen's been gaslit more than any other podcast host in history. Honestly, has she though? <laughs> just don't respond, Danny. Don't respond. <laughs> Do not engage. Oh man, there's no, there's no good way out of this for us. <laughs> um, the only way out is through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go okay, over to Ellen. Uh, yeah, Ellen, for your yeah. your final thoughts. I am literally incapable of being subjective or non-biased when it comes to these movies. They are so, like, part of my like childhood mm. and nostalgia for me. Um. Yeah, Spy Kids won five stars. Spy Kids two, four and a half. Oh my also god! Five, like, oh my god! Danny, you're the worst. Danny, like, how dare you? But that's like, <laughs> but fully knowing like this is the least subjective I think I could possibly be. Like I just I everything about these movies is just perfect. Oh. Um, and shout out to my friend's mom's close friend, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Um, I am one step away from being best yeah. friends with Steve and <laughs> Ron, why don't we go on over to, uh, to for your final thoughts and ratings for Spy Kids. Okay. Uh, last couple of things I wanted to uh, mention. Um, I'm a big Ray Harryhausen fan, and I really liked the uh, Jason and the Argonauts tribute um, with the skeletons on, uh, Ooh, uh, on the island in the second one. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff, like the fact that, I mean, it was all digital, but like the fact that it looked like old, you know, stop motion stuff, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, also, uh, Junie's middle names. Oh, yes. yeah. Our... It's like Racer, Rebel, and, and Rocket. Those are Robert Rodriguez's son's yeah, names. So I thought that names. was a cool really? little yeah. shout out to his to his kids. Yeah. That was beautiful. Um, Rocket Rodriguez yeah, uh, is the coolest fucking name I've ever heard about. <laughs> that, Rocket Rodriguez is like a guy who came up through the system for the Dodgers and yeah, is just right. a monster at shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah his uh, his kids' names are Racer, Rebel, Rhiannon, Rogue, and Rocket. And so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that he... What was the middle one? Uh, Rhiannon. Mm, like like cool. the Fleetwood Mac song? Yeah, Rhiannon. no, I, um, I get it. It's just less cool than fucking Rocket. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it is. Rocket is like also I, like I, historically, uh, like a that's a historical name too. Pretty sure it's mm-hmm. like an Irish like witch, like classic Robert from history. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> right. Irish filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was cool that he uh, he did that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, film readings shouldn't be objective. Everything is subjective, and so uh, I am not the target audience for this, but. I see why there's so much love for these movies. Um, so I, I am going up on, on my star rating um, because I, I do see how much value these these movies, particularly the first one, has. Um, that being said, they don't really do a lot for me. <laughs> so I'm with my friend Danny, and the mm-hmm. first one is good, and the second one is fine. So I'm at three and two and a half oh stars for the first two God. Spy Kids movies. Run. Wow. Wow, Danny. Disrespectful. Same score is wrong. 
<laughs> yes, Fucking well, silence from Ellen. <laughs> Ron just did the same score the I movies did. movies weren't made for it. He was 17 when they came out. His, his preface for that also is like, those are the scores that he should have gave. Your preface was, I freaking love these movies. They're so nostalgic. Three, two, and I didn't say that. Check the tape. We're going to need to have to rewind. Check the tapes, Ron. Like, that, that oh. Two and a half stars, two stars. They're going down. Oh, Bite my me. God. One Danny, star, like, one talking. and a half star. They're plummeting. Sell, sell, sell. We've never been done on a podcast oh my before. God. Uh, all right, that's not true. I've done it on Whistle a lot of times. Every episode of Whistle. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure this is how the Exorcist episode happened. <laughs> we should watch a movie. Oh my god. Um. All right. So for me, uh, as per usual, I have a lot of notes. Um, thumb thumbs are great. Cheech Marina's Uncle Felix is great. Uh, yeah. the all I'm not your uncle. Yeah, not your <laughs> uncle. I'm not your uncle. Uh, the all black spy gear and the styling was very early 2000s. Very early 2000s. Um, great inventions as we were talking about before. Um, I love that fake out when like uh Antonio Andres is about to fall in through the puzzle floor, but he yes. doesn't. Yeah. Oh, incredible! That got me because I, I, he like, sells I that in a really fun way. I hadn't seen Spy Kids in so long, and then when I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh my god, he's about to fall!" And he doesn't. I'm like, "Oh, it got me!" You, you. No dog. one films a smash face on oh. glass better than Robert Rodriguez when Gertie <laughs> giggles and like, like nose like to yeah. the to the glass. Incredible, incredible. Uh, um, uh, a good spy puts himself herself that was that was a good good touch you know um robert rodriguez being a feminist before um yeah, feminist icon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> famous feminist icon robert rodriguez <laughs> which in texas in 2001 i mean he basically just threw the middle finger to the to the right yeah. wing that was like <laughs> that was massive uh, um i think robert rodriguez makes carmen and juni look just really freaking cool um at all times, especially with the, yeah. the music. I'm like, oh, man. Babe. Sounds like the Wonder Woman music. Danny Elfman did the music, right, didn't he? I think like three. Uh, yeah, I think for the first one and the second one, it was uh, Rodriguez. And I want to say like Graham Revel. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I do think in the first by kids, there's like a lot of like tell, don't show. But it's also for kids. And, you know, it's like no. whatever. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um Never send an adult to do a kid's job. Great. If you want the Cortezes, you get all the Cortezes. Great. Um, oh God, that was all just for Spy Kids 1. So Spy Kids 1, uh, I think it's good, but I'm actually reversed from uh, Ty in that, like, I'm way more nostalgic for Spy Kids 2 than Spy Kids 1. I don't know what it is about Spy Kids 2, Island Lost Dreams. But, Bill Paxton? Uh, I mean, Bill oh, Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's an aliens reference with Bill Paxton in Spy Kids Three. <laughs> oh, nice! It, this all happens in the last five minutes of this movie. Every <laughs> everything I've talked about. Ty's really selling yeah, us on Spy, Spy Kids, Kids 3. Three. Just look up, look up the last fight of Spy Kids Three, and then you'll be good. <laughs> oh God! Um, all right, so oh man, I gotta have, I gotta do this really fast for Spy Kids Two. Um, the Secret Service announcing themselves to everyone, I thought was hilarious. Um, the tech looks great. It much better in Spike is two, I think, than Spike is one. 
Um, I'm not doing this for looks, Gary. Fuck Gary Giggles. You know, I <laughs> hate that guy. <laughs> Hate that guy. Um, Gary Giggles is like for sure getting in trouble in college for like hazing a kid like right. way too hard in a fraternity. <laughs> like that's exactly where his least. life's going. Yeah. Gary Giggles yeah. is the guy in it's his intro like to philosophy class <laughs> that's like speaking as on behalf of the devil's advocate and everything. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Civil War is actually about states, right? Okay. <laughs> no, Giggles, you can get the fuck just, out of here. I'll just be the devil's advocate. Nobody <laughs> asked you to do that, Gary. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, the hairbrushing scene between a uh, father and son with uh, Junie and um, uh, Antonio and Gregorio, uh, I thought it was beautiful. Um, my dad would brush my hair a lot, so that uh, lots of mm. lots of um, very uh, very touching. Ralph the robot, incredible. It's specifically when he's rolling his tie, it just looks so smooth. It looks so beautiful. Yep. Good yep. lord! You can't see the clip in the tie though. Imagine right. what else he could roll. <laughs> my god. Oof. My guy, seventeen-year-old <laughs> uh, Judy still has Ralph Rowe in his joints. I mean, yeah, it's rad as hell. Uh, um, also, Spider-Man reference with Ralph. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he's swinging between the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. incredible. I love the camera movements when they have Ralph. Like, is when he's like going from one room to another, and he has that like two-minute sequence. All of the camera yeah. work there is incredible. When it goes too fast and it passes Ralph and it comes back to go look for him, oh yeah. man, beautiful. And R.I.P. Ralph, my guy. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I know he comes back for Spy Kids three. R.I.P. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ralph will return for Spy Kids three. Teamed up with Spider Monkey. <laughs> Spider Monkey also being crushed by a pillar, only to just brush it off like nothing. I mean, what a what a guy. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, Spider, Spider Monkey is definitely one of my favorite monsters in this whole this whole movie. I want to um, see Spider Monkey fight uh, the Scorpion King. Uh, oh, the Rock, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. And I want this Spider same, Monkey looked better. I want the same CGI during oh, that really? fight. Uh, um, Spike Kids Two was much funnier than I thought it was going to be. Antonio Banderas, especially like showing up randomly when they're like, "Oh, your dad's not here," and he just shows up. I thought it's just super silly, simple comedy. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Junie Kick him in the butt. And they both turn around and kick each other's right. butt. That was <laughs> it's so like I was I was like kind of disappointed at that scene to begin with, but I'm like, oh, it is a kids' movie, so you have to show the adults failing. Right. And it's just yeah. that scene was just so <laughs> I like I re- <laughs> it's just like watching like everyone's had that moment. It's not your dad fighting, but you've had that where you're like, Oh, my dad's old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the scene where uh, where him and Junior clowning on uh, on Gary about uh, about dancing is pretty oh, good too. Like he's yes. like, you know, he's giving him the mm. the dead stare and then you know like when he turns his back they're all like goofing around. That that was pretty yes. good. There speaking of there's a heavy focus on lots of different varieties of dance in the first like 20 minutes of Spy Kids too. Oh yeah. 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 They they Little specifically they specifically mm. reference so pretty many reckless. types of dance in the first 20 minutes. And I'm sure Antonio Banderas can dance all of those flawlessly. Oh. Yep. Yeah, they were all Latin ballroom yeah. dances. Yeah. I I had to learn all of those dances when I was in middle school. I had to go to this club where we had to learn wow. all of those dances. That's incredible. It was the worst. Oh, <laughs> we had to learn how to like eat at a table too, and like which oh, food to okay. use and stuff like that. No, <laughs> that's where you lost me, Ty. Did you go to like? <laughs> were you like a debutante? Yeah, it was like a debutante <laughs> thing. It was like a debutante thing, kind of thing. <laughs> 
Ty, for date, someone that so studied in, with the debutantes, you're you're surprisingly <laughs> harsh <laughs> towards Danny. Surprisingly <laughs> crass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where well, are your so, manners? I, so I was only around those kids because my mom taught in the school district. So you know, uh, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fucking not. <laughs> I'm from the rough and tumble streets of Briar Grove Park in Houston, Texas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna continue I'm on. Fucking suburbs. <laughs> yeah, why not suburbs of Houston? <laughs> hey, I'm not from the suburbs. I'm inside the loop. I'm from the city. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, fuck Donigan giggles. Uh, yeah. Just like, just like Gary, absolute tool. Hate him. Uh, mm-hmm. the twirly gadgets at the dinner scene. I'm pretty sure I had one of those uh, growing up. <laughs> like legit. Like I, it's incredible. I, it's I every state fair sold them for like thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, they, break they sold in those at days. Fiesta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walk around with them. Yeah, uh, magnet men just dangling from a ship. Incredible. <laughs> That's their exit strategy. <laughs> Amazing. Don't take off that hat. <laughs> yeah. Just go. Whatever with it. you do, if your head itches, do not stop. Oh man. Uh, the treehouse is incredible. Like those flipping chairs, amazing. Yeah. Coming out of the freaking yeah, that's floor. a Harry Potter treehouse. It was like four times the size. Yeah. <laughs> <once they've gone>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that the computer when it was like looking for Ralph. Um, it, instead of saying Junie's office, it said Oficina de Junie. Like it was in Spanish. It didn't I have did to be. That. Yeah. Didn't have to be. But Robert Rodriguez, he put it there for for the for the you know for the culture representation. You know? <laughs> he does it. Um, the McDonald's meal. Um, just i know i keep on bringing it up but good lord mcdonald's (laughs) if you want to sponsor us come on (laughs) um uh the who what when where and why oh that song oh my god especially like in the in the concert scene at the end too like just what a song full on britney choreo (laughs) like britney outfit is the influence it's incredible cannot be understated yeah they're there's another universe where Alan Cumming gets chosen as Willy Wonka instead of Johnny Depp, and that movie is incredible. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> Tim Burton had to get his little his little hands on it yeah. <laughs> and just ruin everything. <laughs> Ron is a famed Tim Burton apologist, so, you know. Well, you're such a big hot topic guy. I just assumed. (laughs) I assumed because you're always in a hot topic that you'd be apologist. You have like five. I'm 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 on record in saying that Tim Burton's only had one original (laughs) idea and he's done like 30 movies. You have like five I love booby zoomies bracelets on right now. There's no way you're not a Tim Burton fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Over reliance on technology. Cool. Only for him to be using digital cameras for the first time on Spy Kids too, you know, uh, makes you think. Yeah. The director of OSS's office is entirely too impractical, and it looks like an evil layer. <laughs> I love it. I'd spill coffee everywhere. Dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, you from platform jumping platform. around with a full <laughs> cup of coffee. How many people have have they had to go through like who just missed that step <laughs> and died? <laughs> just yeah. died. How many directors of the OSS have they had to replace? That, that's why they appointed a new director because the last one fucking died in the pit at the bottom of the office. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta deserve this spot, you know. <laughs> it's not like they could use the jetpacks that they have on hand you know they have to jump on those things no every day you have to earn your position as head of the OSS <laughs> oh man um, 
love the props. I love the little badges that they have. It's just so satisfying when they're like like using their little badges for for anything yes. really to like log into stuff. I think it's great. Um, the scene where all the animals grow and we see the silhouette with Steve Buscemi just being like like engorged with all these like animals. I thought that looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Falling for hours in a volcano, I thought was hilarious. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, take that, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Suck it, <laughs> suck it, Captain Marvels. That movie suck. sucked. <laughs> no, suck. No, it was uh, Loki. That bit where I've been falling for thirty minutes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> these dudes have been falling Doctor for Strange. three hours. <laughs> yeah. a- Are you eating? <laughs> yeah, you know that, that feeling that you get when you're falling. Yeah, that that stopped after the first hour. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, the rock's music when Carmen swings in and kicks Giggles in the face. God, what a moment. Um, it's also hilarious that these spies can just tell the president what to do. Yeah. Like, the president <laughs> is so irrelevant in the second He's movie. Totally guy. Yeah. He can, like, like, Judy can tell Secret Service to fuck off on level yeah. two, you know? Level they one? Dragged, <laughs> they dragged out the president. The Secret Service dragged out the president in the second Shit. movie when he was in the OSS building. <laughs> I like to imagine a Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Shooter McGavin. Yeah. <laughs> that he was elected president, which seems like an American-ass thing to do. <laughs> uh, um, Robert Rodriguez with uh, Feminist Icon number two. You're fighting a girl you're going to lose. Great. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when Antonio Andres is like, let's settle this the old-fashioned way. And then he kicks sand in the dude's face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheats immediately. Yeah. Well, Banderas, Banderas doesn't play, man. Yeah. He's in it to win it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, Spike Kids 2 is easily five stars for me. It's just absolutely Ooh, like yeah. no no question Let's about it. Spike Kids 2, God, incredible. Danny, <laughs> um, Spike Kids 1, I thought like three and a half stars. I think it's good, but I'm not as nostalgic for that as i am for spike kids 2 spike kids 2 mm-hmm. can get it you know what i mean like spike yeah. kids 2 is yeah. incredible uh i love it yeah five stars god five stars that was incredible yeah that was the longest notes section that i've ever had it's just <laughs> yeah i'm so sorry think so <laughs> yeah sorry ron <laughs> sorry sorry ron about that um uh so let's let's just move on over uh to our correspondence um we don't have any emails this week but if you'd like to uh tell us about how wrong danny is with his plummeting reviews for spy kids and spy kids 2 you can go ahead. at the same review <laughs> right at the same score it's his podcast i'm not gonna be here next week don't email me i won't be here you should just keep inviting him back on the episodes like matt damon on jimmy kimmel right. live <laughs> <laughs> waiting for someone to email him about it but you never have any emails oh we're out of time Danny. sorry <laughs> like uh oh what's that bill Hader sketch on snl with the flu oh, that guy? you know uh, what what's up with that oh yeah, yeah. what's yeah. up with that oh yeah. man <laughs> if you'd like to let danny know what you think of his ratings you can he can be reached at rankingspod at gmail.com <laughs> that's rankingspod don't forget yeah. to double k yeah in the and if you want to send over some hate mail over at ron you can send it over to reallatinos at gmail.com that's r-e-e-l-l-a-t-i-n-o-s at gmail.com um oh man um if you'd like to hear a review of yours read on the show you can tag your letterbox review with real latino that's r-e-e-l-l-a-t-i-n-o-s with or without the space we'll check both tags this week we have two reviews to read the one is from dale underscore a 
Um, he writes a review in for the beast of hollow mountain where he gives it three stars. And he says, steeped in old Hollywood, someone somewhere had a vision for the beast inside of its hollow mountain. I appreciate the combo of stop motion, human legs in a suit and camera trickery to make you believe in the beast. So, uh, yes. and he also says that Panchito and him would be pals. So shout out to Dale underscore a on over on Letterboxd. Dale underscore a is uh, the co-host of the Bat and Spider podcast, where they uh, basically go through trash films and show how there's beauty in in, in <laughs> there's beauty everywhere. So, uh, oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty <laughs> great. Um, Dale and Ch- they, they have beautiful voices, don't they? Like truly sultry mm-hmm. tones. I I I cannot believe. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a listen. Okay, go ahead, yeah, go over to Bet and Spider, Bet and Spider, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and we also have a review in from Grugrex Dave. Grugrex Dave uh, tagged his review uh, for "In the Palm of Your Hand" in La Palma de Tu Mano, um, where he says Leticia Def had me in the palma de su mano i'll tell you that and that fortune teller room spared no expanse the way this film plays both main characters of the story without giving away which way that sweet noir ending would go is so well done that's a four-star rating from grugrex dave for en la palma de tu mano uh thank you so much dave and uh dale underscore a for your reviews this week um so that leaves us for next week. Next week's actually our final episode of the season. So for the final episode of the season, uh, Ron, Guti, and I, we're going to be covering uh, a Brazilian movie. Actually, we didn't haven't covered a Brazilian movie in quite a while. And so we're going to be covering 2017's As Boas Maneiras, which is Good Manners. Good Manners is directed by Marco Dutra and Juliana Rojas. Um, the synopsis is as follows. Clara, a lonely nurse from the outskirts of Sao Paulo, is hired by mysterious and wealthy Anna as the nanny for her unborn child. The two women develop a strong bond, but soon Clara discovers terrifying secrets about the child. That is available over on Canopy for free. Just need a library card. And it's also available on Tubi for free. So uh, just with ads. Really excited for this one. Is it in Portuguese with subtitles? It is in Portuguese with subtitles. Yes. Um, Nice. Uh, and uh, it's got uh, it's a lot of genres. This is a fantasy horror music drama. Um, I think Ooh, it's the right f- up Danny's alley right there. <laughs> right. Danny, you should watch this. <laughs> Danny, One of my favorite things. Come on, come on next week so that we can get those emails in for Spy Kids. <laughs> so. I'm so busy actually, probably. So I'm gonna lot. be sick that week. So I'm so sorry. On. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have a lot going on. I think. Um. So. Thank you so much to the rankings uh, host for coming on over and uh, basically taking over this episode. This is a wild ride that we had today. Um, where can people find you all on the internet? Why don't we go ahead and start off with Danny? Uh, don't follow me personally. I don't post shit. All right. Not even Letterboxd? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I guess Danny Weiser on Letterboxd. Uh, just follow at RankingsPod on Instagram. All right. Uh, and join our Discord. Join the rankings Discord. It's free. Fantastic. If you want Danny's phone number to contact him, if you're on social <laughs> media, just reach out. I'll give it to you for free. I, I would prefer, I would so prefer that you didn't actually. <laughs> actually, fuck it. I don't care. I pay, I pay a bot $5 a month to screen my calls for me. So I don't really give a shit. You're not getting through anyway. 
guess, guess what whose number is getting added to that bot right as soon as this episode ends get fucked Ty. i'm not talking to you ever again no no don't down goes the group chat no, no please just don't run, run all my correspondence through ellen now that she's officially part of this mess please help i'm not an owl ellen's new role in the rankings is go between so i don't have to talk to ty anymore <laughs> Uh, Ellen, where can people find you on the internet? Um, yeah, so none of my screen names are the same. I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me at Ellen Toodles, E-L-L-E-N-T-O-O-D-L-E-S. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ellen T. Beck. I mostly just retweet um, Bravo and Housewives hmm. stuff. And then on Letterboxd, I'm at Ellen Toodles, my maiden name, E-L-L-E-N-T-O-U-D-O-U-Z-E. And uh, yeah, uh, just, you know, find us in the rankings discord. Shout out. I'm doing more on the rankings Instagram these days. So yeah, let's bother Danny and Ty with uh, <laughs> Bravo stuff, anything, literally anything that is not baseball. <laughs> Baseball's fucking good, Ellen. Okay. <laughs> Ellen, I'm on your side on this. Uh, baseball is just. It's an excuse to hang out with other people, but nothing really happens, really. So, <laughs> not until the World Series. I mean, and even then, sick. like, don't Texans cheat on the World Series or something? That's what I heard. So, that's, that's, an half, that's an NFL team. That's an NFL team. Ty, I'm so sorry. Ty, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you don't need to follow me on any of my social medias, but follow me on Letterboxd, Ty underscore McGowan, M-C-G-O-W-E-N. Um, I post stupid reviews, very opinionated reviews, and sometimes I go after people that love certain movies, like <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me, on Letterboxd. Okay. All those links will also be on the show notes, y'all, so please go ahead and give everyone on this lovely call a follow. Um, and Ron, oh, also, oh, there? Go ahead. if you're not a 70 millimeter person listening to this podcast, go join the 70 millimeter Discord. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. a patchwork of great people in that Discord. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, truly, just <laughs> it's it's where we all basically met each other. So um, it's a beautiful community. Um, so yeah, patch that up into your into your life. So uh, Ron, why don't we go ahead and where where do where do people find you on the internet? The only thing I'm on is Letterbox. My name Ron Jimenez. And you can find me on Letterbox with my initials. That's I V as in movie. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long night, buddy. It's been a long night. Ay, caray. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd with my initials as IVs and videos, MS and movies. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for yet another wonderful episode of Latinos. Los queremos muchísimo. Nos vemos hasta la próxima y adiós. Adiós. Feliz Navidad. Real Latinos is a podcast written, produced, and hosted by Christian Gutierrez, Ron Jimenez, and Ismael Villarreal. Mixed and edited by Ron Jimenez. Artwork provided by Elizabeth Jimenez, Ron Jimenez, and Ismael Villarreal. Original music provided by Tarlumat. Muchas gracias y hasta la próxima. I hate podcasting. It's bad.